second question was, you know, kind of what keeps us up at night? You know, what, what's the thing that worries us the most? And, and I would say that because we want to have a very full offering for um, our customers, and although we're pretty good size now, we're still a relatively smaller organization. We're kind of a mature startup, I would say. Um, we are offering always includes lots of partners uh, and what they're doing as well. And so the issue there becomes there's this sort of chain of dependency. And yep. uh, if, if, if one of our partners has an outage, how does it affect us? So we work really hard to build systems that are resilient yep. and are self-healing yep. such that when we have a problem with any of our partners, with any of the services that we depend on, you know, AWS services, you know, yeah. uh, services from other, uh, we have a, many SaaS providers along with many different partners that we're working with that are providing us services in a SaaS kind of a style. And so we've got to be really careful about what's the impact of any one of those services having problems and try to make sure we can continue to offer as much functionality as possible until those services get, you know, back up and running. And as I mentioned before, a part of that is strategies like, do we have backup services for our, for our initial ones and things along those lines. So that's where we spend a lot of time is in this area of, um, you know, it's keeping up with the latest regulations, dealing with that, and, and then also um, dealing with this sort of chain of dependencies that allows us to provide a full feature offering for our customers. Excellent, excellent. And and that, you know, uh, while you, you mentioned about India, uh, of late, uh, I, I come from India, but I live in the US for the last 20 odd years. And when I look at the global growth, uh, you were in the right market. Because Digital India is a drive, the current government is doing, it's phenomenal. They are making, you know, entrepreneurship uh, come up. Uh, the, the government is uh, funding small entrepreneurs. In a nutshell, they need companies like you, you know, who make the life easier for small companies. It, it's an extraordinarily sophisticated fintech uh, market. You know, uh, people will say, oh, you know, you're you're in the sort of, uh, you're, you're, you've entered the developing world in some way. And when we oh, look at oh. India, India is ahead of a lot of uh, many parts of the world, very sophisticated fintech market. And it is huge from a standpoint of these small businesses that we're after. There's a great number of them, but uh, uh, India is a amazing place. Uh, and they're trying out all sorts of things that you don't see in other parts of the world. So exactly. we're learning so much from being there and it's really, really key to our future at time. Very nice. Now, you deployed everything on cloud. Uh, what could be the three major architectural inputs you can give for the audience? You know, maybe you have to draw back to your experience of maybe 10, 15 years back when cloud was not there, when mm -hmm. everything was monolithic, large compute engines, and today we have disparate, you know, edge devices, mobiles becoming popular. What are the Maybe one, two, or three. You know, in your own sequence, uh, what could be the architectural, uh, what I call guidelines? Yeah, I would about? say 
I'd say we've been on our own journey of um, kind of monolith to microservices yeah. uh, uh, during the whole time that I've been with Tide. We we had a um, a uh, you know. You think monolith, a lot of people think about a mainframe COBOL uh, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> but we had a Java monolith that was built in the early days of the company. And, um, you know, if fit, it was the, the right model. It was the right sort of thing to do initially. But we've got a need to rapidly change our software and rapidly add new capabilities. And that led us to go more towards a microservice type of an architecture. So there's, you know, there's discussion nowadays of, you know, in the tech industry, we always go too far. We always, you know, it's very faddish. And yep. so for a while, everything had to be microservices, you know, and that was it. And one of the things that's coming out right now is more of a realization that, Microservices are a tool. You know, they're they're a way of doing things. Uh, it solves some problems. The problem it solves for us is being able to rapidly update and change our software. But it doesn't mean that that a monolith is always bad. Uh, now, when monoliths get too big, it's they slow you down, and that's the bad part of the monolith. I've spent most of my career building monoliths, so I know them well. Uh, yep. But you know, it's important to know that there's a there's a right use of each thing. Usually, the right thing for companies to start off with is building monoliths. But once you get to a certain size, um, and this is what we saw at AWS uh, as well, that's when breaking it up into lots of little pieces that can be independently changed and updated really helps you a lot. Yeah. Now, there's negatives to that as well. Uh, you know, yes, you get your rapid change, but now you have a ton of complexity, a ton of network traffic, uh, a, a lot of things. You've got you've got to have great observability to yep. go along with your microservices, or else you'll never be able to figure out what's going on. You'll never be able to really fix things and and, and deal with the complexity of what's going on. So. I think for us, this sort of move to microservices was one of the key things. The other thing is that we had one kind of main uh, shared database cluster, and by the same token, we had to break up the, the yeah. database into different pieces so that if we had some sort of a problem with, with one database, it didn't affect the whole cluster, it didn't affect all of our software. So um, uh, all of our services running. So I think that that breaking up the code into into pieces uh, uh, and breaking up the database into pieces are two things that have really helped us as we've scaled. Mm -hmm. uh, those have been kind of really big for us. Now you know, and the other thing you know, and what went along with that is moving to infrastructure platforms like Kubernetes. Yeah, uh, we were a little bit late to go to Kubernetes rather than kind of follow the 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 fad uh, once again that was another kind of fad everybody had to do kubernetes all at once and i i think that that had that was difficult for a lot of companies because kubernetes is, is quite um complex yes yeah there's a lot to it and i think we we waited a little bit uh once again let some other uh, uh people out there kind of deal with more of the complexity waited for some more services to come about that already worked well with kubernetes and by the time we moved to it i think that it was a little bit more smooth i i, yeah. I think i hope yeah. uh it fe feels that way because it's been a fairly good experience for us 
And one of the things that I'll share is that we're experiencing very good efficiency and cost efficiency in Excellent. using uh, Kubernetes, which is something that was that was really helpful. I mean, it wasn't our primary driver. We weren't going to Kubernetes to save money, but mm -hmm. it's nice that it does because we've got a fairly advanced architecture, makes great use of things like spot instances in yeah. AWS and yeah. uh, it takes, uh, you know, it's just very flexible. It auto scales beautifully. All that stuff is fairly mature now and you've got a whole world, you know, I don't know if you've seen any of these charts of the whole ecosystem of Kubernetes these days, but it's just amazing, uh, and, you know, and so we use EKS and we use many interesting uh, uh, Kubernetes oriented products to help us make sure that our implementation runs as smoothly as possible and we can manage it effectively. Excellent. You, you alluded to that EKS maturity. I remember, you know, the company I run, we do product for financial operations for cloud. A couple of years back, a very large pharma company, as you said, they were spinning off EKS clusters, multiple pods, uh, scale-ups, and, and coincidentally, it's for a machine learning app. So it was an MLOps platform. And the pod level costing was a challenge, and I remember all those days of solving it. Now, I think slowly and steadily, this is becoming very standard. Fantastic. So I, I, I like your statement that EKS gets your workloads run at a lower price, which is fantastic, yeah. which is music to my ears because that's where my life comes in. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we've loved it. And, you know, I was at AWS as they started to roll out EKS. Yeah. Bob Wise was kind of one of my counterparts, a couple of buildings over at AWS. Right. Um, uh, uh, rolling out that service. And, and once again, as, as is typical with AWS, the first few versions of that were very simple. You know, yep. it was hard to make it hard to make the argument that you want to use that versus the more mature AWS products uh, that were available already for managing uh, containers. Now, uh, EKS is um, can be used at whatever scale you want, and it's very mature. Excellent. Uh, as a, as a and, and, and for a minute, if, if I want to spend on the FinOps for cloud, now EKS is helping you other workloads, compute, storage, or network. Uh, how are we solving it? Uh, is there anything which you have some inputs for uh, the podcast listeners? Well, I, I mean, I, I think that, that for us, we have a, um, uh, uh, kind of a fairly advanced kind of a data stack with a snowflake and tecton and yep. a variety of tools there that's very effective for what we want to do the other thing that's happening now is we're making extensive use of gen ai in a couple Wonderful. of different areas uh we are adding features to our own product uh for mm -hmm. working with our own customers once again to make things easier, make things simpler uh, for, our, for our customers through things like Gen AI. And we're also using it to, um, uh, to improve our own software. Mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, for instance, we're using a Gen AI tool to um, uh, generate contract tests 
for our services that allow us to 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 automatically keep up to date, generate and keep up to date a library of tests that we can that we can a suite of tests, uh, better word that we can use to um, ensure that that we haven't broken anything. Uh, between any two changes that we can just run automatically all the time. So mm -hmm. I think that that technology is really having a big impact for us in multiple different ways. Very nice. And I'm, I was about to ask that, you know, we can't end a podcast or put a, put a, <laughs> without talking, Jenny. Yeah. I, right. I, I, you have been extremely spot on. Uh, but there I, I saw that you're using uh, Jenny for test cases. Do you see uh, productivity improvements by using, I don't know, Code Whisperer or Copilot? Do you do you see that happening? And it's, it's, it's something that we're evaluating. Wonderful. Uh, both of those, both of those particular products, and I think there's general agreement that there's no doubt it can be it. it they're helpful. Yeah. Uh, that they can do good things for us. Um, we're we're resisting, you know, uh, automatically deciding on one or the other. I mean, this is a market that's that's gonna there's gonna be a lot of entrants, and uh, we'll see how things shake out. There's a lot going on to it. We're using multiple different uh, Gen AI engines uh, internally because we just feel like there's just no telling what's going to happen. There's a tremendous amount of investment. There's so much going on. Uh, Microsoft, Google, and AWS all are are, are creating whole offerings uh, and, and investing huge amounts of money, and so we can't afford to miss out on the you know whoever's going to come up with the best uh, uh, technology here. So we want to we want to try each of them, try different. And the good thing for us with this financial platform that we have. It means we have lots of opportunities to try different things. We can try it on our own code. We can try it with our customers to make things easier and simpler for them. We can yeah. have you know services based on this. So so we're doing a lot of experiments, and we hope what comes out of it is uh, the most value uh, for our members. Very nice, very nice. And Kelly, before we close. Uh, there is a with this Gen AI and very easy to develop cloud apps. There's a general feeling that cloud migrations may slow down and people may do cloud native development much faster than what they think. Do you buy into that theory? You know, is it? <laughs> um, I think that um, cloud migrations are here to stay. I think yeah. that there's two things that are necessary to be moved over. Now, where Gen AI can help speed things up, but even better than that to me, it's like help ensure better quality. You know, when mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I lived through the whole AI winter before. And once right. again, it's like this tech thing I've mentioned before, we always overdo everything. I agree so with you. The hype is way up here now. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and and that's that's great. That's what we do in our industry. We hype things all beyond all recognition, and then suddenly it's it's no good. You know, we went through AI winter, and AI had a bad name for 10, right. 15, 20 years. So what we want to do is find the things that AI can do well for us uh, right now. It's doing some remarkable things, but to me, I think it's uh, more the quality and doing the details that we may have missed and might have introduced mistakes. 
And so I think that's where it can really, really help the most. You know, to me, it truly is an assistant that's going in there and spending all those CPU cycles to make sure that you didn't forget things, you didn't miss things that were kind of necessary. And so I, I'm very hopeful of it improving quality. Now, when you improve quality, oftentimes you do save time and you do move faster. So, you, you know, you, you get both. That's the other thing we learned from the DevOps world. You can go faster and improve quality at the same time. And I think AI may, may just turbocharge that. Excellent. Excellent. I actually, I'm, I'm glad I spoke to you. I, I really love this way of you putting it up that, you know, all these things are way up there. Yeah. Then let it settle down. You know, don't <laughs> jump into the bandwagon, which is very, very nice. Very nice. Because in my world, we are a very small team of product development company, and I always debate this within me. Should I hire more developers or should I buy more tools? You know, so this is this is an alternate choice I always put in. Very nice. Thank you for uh, clearing it up. I think you always need a mix. You've got to have a few of your own people worrying about your own problems. You've got Correct. to have those. And then you want to leverage as much good technology as you can. So, so to me, uh, all my success has been when I've had, you know, uh, uh, a mix. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Now, Kelly, I think it's a it's a long time. I would love to talk to you for long. For the audience, they would have enjoyed everything. If they want to reach out to you, do you have a couple of uh, pointers you want to leave them? You know, if they if they want to hear from you more. Can they reach out to you on LinkedIn or social media? Sure, I, LinkedIn. I'm pretty much on everything under KR Looney. So I can be found on LinkedIn is probably probably one of the better places for, for business oriented types of stuff. So I would I would look there. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you very much, Kelly. Yep, go ahead. I was going to say YouTube has a few uh, presentations and whatnot out there uh, as well. Correct. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, very good. So thank you very much, Kelly. And it was nice chatting with you and look forward to catch up again very soon. Thank okay. you very much. Thanks to everyone for, for listening.